podcast friends. My name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Let's roll sound, sound speeds. Let's roll camera, camera speeds. Alrighty, uh, podcast and YouTube friends, we are doing a night interior um, breakdown. And the title of this episode is um, how to fight the flatness. So what I mean by that is many times if you're shooting anything, it could be you know day interior, day exterior, night interior, night, night exterior. Um, if you aren't looking at the whole scene in a three-dimensional shape, things can start to look really flat. And in this instance, we're gonna be going over a night interior uh, scene for a feature film that I was on this year. And one of the main things is to, um, you know, how do you fight the flatness, right? And a big part of that is number one, the location has to uh, be situated in such a way where you can, um, you know, achieve non-flatness with lighting and through uh, set deck and art direction and things like that. Number two is obviously the blocking, right? You have to know where your people are going to be. Um, but number three is the lights, right? The resources, the, the fixtures. Do you have enough uh, resources, lights, uh, grip to be able to put things overhead, to be able to put a larger light on a stand and to be able to flag off, um, say a window, a portion of window that you don't need. Right. So we're going to hop into, uh, this, uh, this, this nighttime exterior and let me see if I can go full screen on this guy in resolve. Uh, so we have here, we have two people that are basically sitting down and, uh, their, their minds are being, um, are being synced, right. Is, is sort of like the, uh, the idea here. So we have, you know, uh, sync here and a sync here, all like, you know, VFX and, 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 you know, such things like that. Anyway, so, um, right now what you can look at is the, uh, the foreground does look a little bit, um, underexposed. However, um, you know, on the day what we, what we had essentially, um, were a couple things. So we have, um, we have a Forza 500. Um, I'm also going to leave, um, a, a page on my website where you can see the, um, the, the JPEG breakdowns where I've, I've listed all this stuff, like where the lights are, what kind of lights we have, but we have a Forza 500, um, with, uh, I think we had like a quarter and a double cyan on it as our, um, essentially giving our, um, exterior motivated light source, right? So like sodium vapor, if you like that, if you want to go tungsten, right? I didn't want to go tungsten because we already had tungsten inside. We had, um, these bulbs or practical bulbs that were um, part of the location that we were at. Um, you know, we have fairy lights. So we already have a lot of tungsten inside. I needed something to separate them out. And so one thing I like is, is cyan, um, not necessarily, you know, teal can work too, but I like cyan because it gives it a little bit something where like, you know, you have those, um, those rickety, uh, uh, parking garage neon signs, right. That are sort of like cyan color. So that's sort of what I'm playing off of is, is a LA street vibe. Here's okay, so 500 with cyan, uh, with the, the Fresno and barn doors. That's giving us, yeah, it's giving us this, it's giving us a little bit of highlight here, um, on the edge of the windows. So here edge, of the windows. So here a little reflection here, and then this is bouncing off of the, the windows and that's giving us uh, this shape here with the, the wine glass, right? So, uh, that is that for the, um, our, our main source of kind of how do we create contrast here? How do we fight the flatness, right? Because if you can imagine if you didn't have any of, of these highlights, it would just be, you know, black, it'd just be dark rather than being able to salt and pepper the image, rather than being able to go from light to dark and then from light to dark, um, you would, it would just be, you know, black and darkness and, and very flat. So that's one way how we fight the flatness 
this might be a pretty long one, so I might I might break this up into uh, two parts, like a part one and part two. But <clears throat> anyways, going back to our uh, talent here. Luckily, this wide shot isn't is just used for an establishing shot. It isn't used much throughout uh, the rest of the um, of the scene, but. On top of that, we have, uh, what else do we have? We have uh, B7Cs in here, as you can tell. Um, so we have Aperture B7Cs. I think these were set to like 3000 Kelvin, something like that. I was trying to match them with these um, practicals here. These practicals, um, unfortunately, they weren't working with a dimmer. And I also needed, you know, just again, more um, highlights in the background to help fight the flatness. So we decided to keep these on and I, I did my best to expose for these bulbs, like couldn't control the um, the intensity of them, and I think they were like you can tell too. They're they're just on like the edge of, of clipping. They're like right there, but they're not fully clipped. You can still see some of the like the actual bulb here, the actual filament. I mean, right. Um, I think we also had a uh, what is it? What is it called? The aperture the little square ones. The M the MC. Yeah, we had. Um, I can't even. I can't even. Spell right with this thing i need one of those tablet things i have an mc here um other, otherwise this this other fixture um art direction piece would just be you know not illuminated right so how again how can we fight flatness right again it's just about creating layers of contrast through exposure or through color we also have um, a titan 2 parked away in the corner here um the the far corner and that's giving us this illumination here um, a little bit on the i think this is this is this is the reflection of like a table or something like that. But we also do have a coffee table here. So we're getting a little push here. We're also getting just a little bit of push here. And then we also do have a, um, a Titan tube overhead uh, with the grid. And that's uh, mimicking this this same like warm color tone, right? Uh, we also had a light mat overhead. Um, Oh, we also had a light mat on the day, um, but I, I felt like the light mat would like ideally you do this, right? You have all this stuff set up, right? And then you're like, oh man, this thing still looks, they still look under. So one of two things, one, you can, you can use a light or number two, you can use this, you can use um, power windows in the grade, which is what I opted to go for. Um, I think because we also, I think we just didn't have enough grip on the day or something like that because I had another uh, baby boom set up on far camera right because you just have rows of windows so i had my gaffer um i think we put up a eight by eight uh an eight by eight of quarter grid to flag off like a, a half section of the windows to help diffuse the light a little bit and i think we just ran out of fucking you know arm boom arms and stuff you know but ideally you would put something upstage you know so we could have put our light mat uh, we had a light map plus three. We could have uh, put that upstage and then, you know, brought some, at least some little backlight or some edge light on them. Um, but I decided, you know what, let's just, let's just save it for the grade because everything else is ballpark like here. All you have to adjust is essentially um, the, the, the key here, right? Okay, that is, so that is our uh, Y. Let's go ahead and come in. So we do a little, you know, I think, uh, they did a, this uh, movie is not out yet, so hopefully I don't, hopefully I don't get in trouble. Um, they are in the first stage of post-production. But anyways, we're going in for some close-ups here, okay? So our first close-up, do we get some, do we get some, some focus here? Let me see. Let me see. I think we were, uh, oh, we were also shooting this on the red Komodo uh, in uh, 6K and with the Sigma full-frame primes as well as the, um, the Cine primes as well as the 18 to 35. I think I was using some glimmer glass as well, like um, like an eighth of glimmer glass and quarter on, on some shots. But anyways, 
So those practical bulbs that we see here, right? Again, how can we not, how can we fight against the flatness, right? We need little specular highlights, right? And I'm, I'm think I'm like at a T2 here. I might even be wide open at like a one. Five. Uh, I feel like I'm, a, I'm at a, I feel like I'm at a two here. I don't feel like I was at a one five um, on the, on the sigmas, right? But we need highlights. We need some layer of depth, right? Now, on top of that, as you can see that for is that we just parked camera left now, those hints of cyan are giving us edge on the rail, edge on the rail, a little hair light here, right? So again, how can we create depth? How can we create as much um, nuance as possible? And then to camera left, this is where we bring in the light mat, right? We have the light mat plus three, I think with the, with like the full grid on it. And then we also have a four by four frame, just to soften up even more. We have a four by four frame of like either magic cloth or half grid. I know we, I knew, I know we had all three on the day. We had quarter, half, and 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 magic cloth. Um, uh, this this kind of looks like half grid, but it probably could be magic cloth, right? Because that's what you can tell. Our eye lights are right here. Our big old big old eye lights, right? And then no uh, no neg, uh, which is odd for me to not use any leg, but it, it's just so dark anyways that we had enough. Um, control over all of our lights where I didn't necessarily need to flag off any more, um, uh, any more lights, right? And then the last thing we had too is we had a our Titan II, uh overhead as just like kind of pushing in the um, the the warmth from these bulbs because it, it honestly wouldn't get too far. You might get a little bit on the shoulder, which is right here, um, but our Titan tube is, is helping to just give us like a nice little edge here, all right? And this setup is essentially... You know, sort of the same once we move into uh, the reverse of the other talent, right? So right here, not trying to focus. I don't know. Kind of think I think maybe like here or something like that. It's a little soft, but you know. Uh, shout out to my my uh, first AC and focus puller, Sean Murphy. He did an incredible job on this. Also to my uh, my gaffer and key grip, uh, my gaffer Tristan, and uh, my my KG Ryan. So you know. These guys are fucking fantastic. I love working with them. All right, so what we do here is same thing, right? We, we shoot the reverse, and what if you notice is if we go back here to the wide, why do we? Why did I suggest that we situate them in this position, going across from each other, having our you know leading lines, right? Because we could have, you could have placed them like you know pretty much squared, where the camera is facing directly this way, and then you know they're they're squared here. Let's just go. This is the room, right? These are our windows. Uh, I could have easily put them, you know, here and here, and then uh, camera here to get this this two shot. Why do we go shooting into the corner of the room? Well, when we go into the corner of the room, that gives us an opportunity to see more uh, more geometry rather than just being um, sort of like symmetrical and 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 dead on. We have more uh, geometry to work with, right? More more angles to work with. On top of that, when we go into coverage, right? If you can imagine if 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 you know once we switch to her single, then again, you lose a lot of like the geometry behind um, these shapes. You, I lose the rail, right? I lose a lot. I lose a lot of um, the intersecting lines to help create something more, uh, more dynamic, right? And then even when we go to uh, our other talent here, right? It's it's pretty blobby back there, um, so you can't even tell if you're you know dead on if you're in a corner, right? But when we when when we are shooting along this way, if you can imagine, if if we were to crab 
you know, camera right a little bit more. And now her back is just right up is parallel with the back wall. It doesn't leave a lot of room for creating shape, right? Now, obviously you can still, you know, you can still use all the tricks that we did here. We have our, we have our light mat um, through a four by four frame. We have um, a, a Titan tube overhead giving us the little, you know, little hair light, right? Um, you could, you could do other stuff where, you know, we also had another Titan tube um, back here that is up lighting the wall and then um, all these little you know hints of hints of highlight here right and these are just like city lights in in downtown Los Angeles right I don't know what the hell that is that's kind of disgusting right all, all these little things right all these little things help to make up to be able to fight the flatness um, so to speak but again, it's sort of going back to like, if you don't have a good location or decent location, if you aren't working within um, the means of blocking to be able to um, create shape, right? Like, uh, again, not to say you can't do the Wes Anderson um, center frame thing. I've worked with directors who like that. And so it is what it is. Uh, but in this situation, when you're shooting um, a, a dynamic scene between two people, it's like, how do you, how can we best achieve the best lighting possible and also um, the best looking frame right and not just things that are kind of like flat right now um, I think one thing to bring to note is say if we if we didn't have any of this any of these highlights here right this would look extremely flat because it would just be look it would just look dark right and I think I'm going to do another breakdown like in January of a, a nighttime exterior shoot that we a commercial that we did where I, I'll show you an example of like we can't do anything, right? As far as uh, lighting up the background because of the location we're at and the budget that we had. Um, so th things to sort of consider, all right? Uh, let's move on because essentially, again, we just we just flip the lighting the lighting um, um, the lighting setup, right? We don't, we're not doing anything different, right? Again, edge light, right? Hair light, edge light, key light. Make sure you got some highlights here. Okay, boom, done. All right. Uh, easier said than done um, but uh let's move on because we just kind of go through this situation go to the y and then they there's a moment where they stand up like she gets fed up she's like fuck this i'm standing i'm getting out of here here so we have this little insert where talent grabs right and this is essentially you know essentially your your credit card shot right where you have you're trying to push light upstage and so we have a little edge light here. And then from the ground, again, this this probably just would have just looked like super, super dark. So, you know, do you do you fill from both sides? And I felt like that's what we needed to do. Luckily, at least it's still soft light. It's not just, you know, hard, hard, hard light blasting this arm. Um, so we'd still have our I think we use our light map, but we but, but we um, we aimed high. So you so you miss high and it gets uh, less. So you start to get like the what is it called? The uh, the gradation of it. Right. Let me make a little bit of a line. All right. So you sort of you sort of get like that little ease or that gradient action happening here. Right. Where, you know, this is hot and then it starts to slowly fall away. All right. Uh, then tiny tube here for our edge. I think that's I think this or this this is probably wide open because it looks pretty blobby here. Um, and then we move into um, man, I cannot. Here we go. Then we move into so now they they stand. Right. And now we're in, in, in new um, new coverage, but but if you if you if you look at it right, it's essentially it's just the same thing, right? Copy and paste, right? Um, what I mean by that is now that we stand up, they're essentially in the same position 
but instead of sitting on the ground, now they're just standing up, right? So why make your job even harder? Like, oh man, do I have to relight this thing? It's like, no, right? You still have that, that Titan tube overhead that's giving the hair light and you still have our light mat here that's keying in with the four by four frame, right? You could use an eight by eight by frame if you wanted to or whatever you know light you have. Essentially, the, the, the formula, right? You have key, you need something to pull them out from the background that is hopefully either a different color or a different exposure value, right? Because we have our, our cyan here. So we went with orange to help pull her out, make her still the most important thing in the image. And all of our all of our little you know practical um, practical motivations of, of of highlight you know things to again how can we man it's like being a dead horse right how do you fight the flatness you just have to be able to lighten as many layers as possible and start thinking in layers and not just thinking in key light you know edge light uh, whatever right your your three point lighting setup okay and then we go into the reverse of this. And let's see if I can get a better frame. Come on here. There we go. A uh, little soft, huh? Little, little soft. Ooh, ooh. Oh man. Okay, it's not bad. Now this is a situation where you have if you if you're shooting wide open or at, at a pretty um open stop, you have to make a decision, right? A lighting wise, okay. Let's just talk about lighting really quick, right? Uh, now four is that we pointed the other way to give us this again this little gradient right this little highlight here and then this little highlight here of cyan uh and then titan tube overhead we just switch the color we have, we have the eight eight light kit so you can make this any color titan tube overhead giving us a little a little hair light and then our you know rinse and repeat right guess guess what light we're using fucking light mat right light mat through a four by four frame of probably magic cloth at this point right um what's gonna say about um I was going to say something in regards to, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so if you're in a situation where, you know, the eye lights, uh, our eye line isn't too wide. It's pretty, um, it's a pretty tight eye line, which if you have a tighter eye line, it puts you closer um, and more, I guess, like more in the conversation rather than, than outside the conversation. So what I mean by that is outside the conversation would be if her eyes were, were like way out here, um, like a profile, right? Now you're sort of outside the conversation as if you were um, standing next to the person, right? You're, you're viewing it from the outside. Uh, when you have a tighter eye line, such as this, right, where she's looking fairly close to um, camera lens, that means you're inside the conversation where it feels like you know she's talking to you as if you're you were that person right in front of her. Okay. Now in that situation though, sometimes you depending on what T stop you're at, it's like man, I can only get one eye in focus. So you have to pick. Um, I've always been a fan of going with the eye that's closer to camera. So in this situation, it would be this one, which is why you can see this one's slightly more in focus than, than this one. This one's like, it's almost there, but this one's a lot more, um, or a little bit more in focus, right? So you have to pick um, which which uh, which eye to choose. Always go with the one that is closer to the camera or to the lens. Um, other than that, think think that's it. We go for a close-up right here. Again, like... Nothing, nothing changes, right? Minus the the focus, to be honest. So, um, that I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Um, now, I guess the last thing to talk about because we talked about fighting the flatness, which I hopefully you guys get the idea of how to fight, um, fight the flatness, right? Light, you know, foreground, midground, background, 
exposure differences, color differences. Um, even if you don't have the lights available, maybe it, it's a um, it's an art direction thing. You know, do you have like yellow walls? Do you have blue walls? Do you have gray walls, brown cabinets, whatever it is, right? That can also help create um, uh, contrast in the realm of color and be able to fight the flatness, right? Uh, I think the last thing I, I, I would say is, um, man, I guess, you know, if anything, just know your sensor. Uh, I, I chose to show shoot on the Komodo because the Komodo does really well when it comes to um, the toe of the image, right? Your, your like five IRE, 10, 15 IRE, it does really well there where it'll hold the shadow information. It may look clipped or, or whatever on your histogram, but when you bring it into Resolve, you have like a good one to two stops of bringing information back without there being any noise. Uh, now where, where it, it suffers, the Komodo specifically, is in the highlight retention. You know, once you get to like 70 IRE, those, your highlights are gone. So you have to really protect the highlights, um, which is why that sensor is pretty interesting because you you think like, oh man, well, if I protect the highlights, if you're day exterior, day interior, you're like, oh, my shadows are crushed. I'm not gonna have any information. But again, that's where the sensor shines is it'll hold that, that, uh, that shadow information. Other cameras, such as like my FX9, it'll hold highlight information really well. You know, you can be like 85, 90 IRE, and you could easily pull a stop back in the highlights. I've done it multiple times. In the shadows where things get really noisy, you know, so if you try to bring something back, even like a half a stop that's underexposed, uh, you're going to get noise. So, you know, food, food for thought. All right, friends, that is it for uh, this, probably just one episode, right? If we're going for, are we going for one? Uh, maybe two parts. We'll see. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. Again, if you um, if you liked it, please rate it on iTunes podcast. I'd appreciate it. Please uh, subscribe to my podcast and also the YouTube channel as well, just so you, you are notified of new content coming out, new episodes coming out. And other than that, I will catch you guys in the next uh, podcast episode and probably video.